Hello, and welcome back to The Hill in the Valley. This is Nick Roby once again joining you this week. I have a very special guest on the podcast today. I have my friend Justin Anderson, who we are in a fantasy football league together. Um, but I thought it'd be great to have Justin on since we're playing NC State, and he's a huge NC State fan. So, Justin, welcome on to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, I love it. Um so Justin and I have been in this fancy football league that another mutual friend of ours, Will, who if you've heard some of the backyard catch stuff, he is on um, and helped us start. So you've got the Greenville Griffins and you got the Thundercats uh, facing off each other. So that's been fun to connect with that. And as you've been talking, you know, we're both also huge ACC fans. And so that'd be fun to have you on. So Justin, um, I thought it'd be fun before we get into talking about NC State, if you could just give some people a little bit of background about yourself and um, just how you became an NC State fan and what you love about the Wolfpack. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Justin Anderson, as you said. Um, I'm from Rock Hill. Uh, live here with my wife and our nine-year-old uh, soccer-loving. We're all in that travel soccer thing right now, so that consumes a lot of our life. But uh, I have truly grown up an NC State fan. Um, I was born at Rex Hospital, which most of you don't know because you're Clemson fans, but it's literally a mile from Carter Finley Stadium. So I could literally smell the peanuts from Carter Finley when I was born. Um, so I have been that way all my life. Part of the reason why we were NC State fans is um, my dad, my mom and dad, after they got married, moved to the Raleigh area. And when we moved there, everybody was a North Carolina and Duke fan. Um, so to not pick a side as the loyalties ran so deep, in terms of basketball there, we mm. became NC State fans. Um, then fast forward years later, my brother went to college at NC State, which was great for me. And it really grew my love of uh, NC State football because back then it was much easier to uh, find ways to get into football games than it is now. Um, all you had to do was show your student ID back then. And my brother uh, magically got two IDs somehow. So I wore a hat and went to about every NC State football game uh, with my brother's ID and sat in the student section and all that kind of stuff. That's um, amazing. At, after we uh, got married, we actually moved back up to the Raleigh area. Um, so why I kind of uh, appreciate Clemson fans is through my end of my elementary school and high school years, we moved to South Carolina. So I moved mm -hmm. into from basketball central to central um well we growing up weren't huge nc state football fans because basketball was all that mattered back then um this would have been you know late 80s as i was a young kid um when nc state was still really good in basketball um well anyhow uh, my brother went there and we went to games well we got married and we moved back to the raleigh area and my wife is a pe teacher and as a and she also coached soccer as a coach in the state of north carolina you get a coach's pass and you're able to go to any football game in the state of North Carolina, you and a guest with your coach's pass. So while we lived there, uh, my wife and I went to not only every NC State home football game, but also every time they played North Carolina, every time they played Duke, every time they played Wake Forest, the ECU games back then, we were able to go to all those stadiums with the coach's pass. So we have gone to quite a few uh NC State football games in our time. We got to see Russell Wilson there when my brother was mm -hmm. in college. Uh, that Those were the <laughs> Philip Rivers years. So uh, we have been through some really fun uh, football seasons. Uh, 
uh, with some really great quarterbacks. Uh, I feel a little bad because uh, my son's nine. He hasn't quite experienced the same uh, <laughs> quarterback dynamics through his tenure that uh, we did, but hopefully the, the tides are turning. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So how, like, so how long have you been going in this? Like, how young were you? Were you going in within the student section, like with the passes? Uh, let's see. I would have probably been fifteen. That's amazing. I love that. So, so with, even, you're, just, it's hilarious because my brother is blonde headed. I have dark hair, so I had to wear the hat really low, flash the card really fast, and hope every oh, week man. I didn't get caught. Uh, and oh, never did. Man. Never so, did. Well, they're just trying to get people in. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's amazing. Um, I love that. And honestly, like it's for those of you who don't know, like NC state actually like not say actually, but like there's a strong NFL connection with NC state. How many pros do you have right now? Is it four? Is it four starters? It, it was, um, it was set has kind of lost his starting position. So we have yeah. all, we had Philip Rivers, we had Russell Wilson, which we still claim because he still claims us. He uh, graduated from NC State, uh, was extremely uh, good at NC State. People failed to realize that he was, what, the first freshman to win, to be first team all ACC, I think, um, mm-hmm. and uh, went on to have a really good career at NC State um, before transferring. Uh, we had Glennon, we had Ryan Finley, we had Brissett. So we've had a a ton of quarterbacks come through NC State. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, NC State has some strong tradition. I mean, I remember too, uh, as a young kid, I had you know some family in the Raleigh area, and they were big NC State fans. So I would always, so I went to a couple um, NC State games, uh, football games, and then NC State baseball. I mean, I we're talking about football right now, but I just love the the passion behind NC State, like. Mm. You know, that's another school. Like, if I hadn't gone to Clemson, I would have definitely considered NC State. Just they're very similar type feel of schools, even though they're in different areas. Um, I know we we're in the textile bowl uh, right. rivalry. Well, so I, I love bowl rivalry names, but um, I just love the feel of that. Uh, so, Justin, do you have a come on, all these games you've been to? Do you have a favorite game? Do you have a favorite moment you got to see in person? Uh, let's see. Um, I, I've, I've got a bunch. Um, we, uh, when, when, when my brother was at state too, um, that was when, uh, NC state and North Carolina played every year at bank of America stadium back then. And it was a huge thing. And I remember it was the first time that I got to, I was probably 15, 16, go to a game away from NC state tailgate, be a part of, um, the, uh, the big NC state, North Carolina rivalry where everywhere you walked, somebody was yelling at you. Uh, you know, it, it ran deep watching that game. Now uh, we, we got to watch Russell Wilson, like I said, and we got to watch him never lose to North Carolina. I, I keep bringing up North Carolina, but anybody who understands the North Carolina NC state rivalry understands how, how thick that uh, dislike is. It's, it's uh, true. It's uh, very true. We, we, we have had coaches that have been decent coaches who could not beat North Carolina and did not keep their job. So, Yeah, it's – I mean, it's crazy how in, in each of the state of the – I've lived in both Carolinas and just experiencing that too. When I lived in North Carolina, I mean, that was a big – I mean, it was like who is your school? 
Like even though I was I was a Clemson fan growing up, I had to pick a school. And my my school, I was like, well, they're like, do you like Duke at North North Carolina? And I'd say NC State, mm. just just to kind of be different like that too. But it's like that in South yeah, Carolina. Yeah. It's like, do you like Clemson or do you like like South Carolina? So who? I mean, who's the I, team like you circle? Is it is it North Carolina? You circle that you're you want to be every year? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. We are we are extremely. Me personally are extremely though they have been. Uh, a team of contention because every year we feel like we should beat them. And every other year we end up falling to them. Uh, it tends to be Wake Forest. I feel like we're extremely sympathetic towards Wake Forest for some reason. And uh, we want to beat Duke in basketball, but it's still North Carolina is the, the team that you uh, circle every year. And uh, you are, you have a sour taste if you lose to them. Yeah, no, I believe it. And, um, and also let you know too. Uh, so it's, it's interesting living in the Carolinas with all these different, and even when I, when I was living in Charlotte, even getting to see some of that was pretty cool. Um, so going into this season, what what were you going to say? I I do have to say, I I do have a really fun, um, uh, NC state and, uh, uh, story of when we were there Um, in the, in the uh, the Murphy Center at NC State, they've probably taken it down now. I haven't been in there in years. But um, my brother and a bunch of his friends and I went to uh, the NC State game at Clemson when Rivers was there, one of the few that NC State won at Clemson and won pretty mm-hmm. handedly. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of us in the Murphy Center with the giant NC State flag right beside us that somebody brought on the hill. And there are bottles flying in the air being around on those people holding up this giant NC state flag on the hill. So wow. that's a pretty yeah. uh, burned in my memory. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to go to the hill and, and hold up an NC state fan. They deserve to get hit in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. They're, um, Clemson fans, that, that's a pretty protected area. <laughs> that's pretty bold of them to do yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Um, it's it's pretty interesting how like we have those certain areas that are pretty pretty protected if you like do something on um them. I love that. It makes me think of one time there were some Ohio State fans who like came and did the script Ohio, like with the tiger that stands outside of the stadium. <laughs> and it was, I mean, there were some strong words. I mean, there was on Twitter, mm. so I don't know how strong they are, but it's there's some pretty bold, bold people out there. Um, but it, it kind of makes, that's what makes college football fun, you know, is you get people Absolutely. like we're grown adults and, and who still get into like these kids, like just, just playing for their school and it's still passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as we're trans- transitioning to, you know, we've got the game this weekend and as a Clemson fan, I never love, I always feel better playing NC state at home. You know, last year we didn't get, mm-hmm. we didn't get to play unfortunately because of the whole pandemic which is crazy that we still didn't play even after all it that is. it was weird that they didn't schedule it because it's yeah. nc state is a game we all you always play but nc state's one of those teams like i i would much rather play at home i hate playing at carter finley it's mm-hmm. just a game for a clemson fan where like it just feels like weird stuff happens especially at night mm-hmm. so coming into this game from you know obviously from my perspective you're listening to this as probably a clemson fan or just from that perspective you know, we have some, some things we're trying to work on. And then now you have to go to NC State, who has some strong pieces, um, but they've had some ups and downs already in the season. So it's, I'm just, it's a very intriguing game of teams 
who have had some downs and have had some ups and are both wanting to to continue to build. So from your right. perspective, like how has this season been for you? Like going from the preseason until up until like now you're about to play like what game game four. I think realistically, uh, NC State fans, true NC State fans who understood this team, probably saw us as a eight and four, nine and three type mm-hmm. team. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we probably, on paper, thought we would uh, beat Mississippi State, uh, but I think we also thought we would drop another game that we probably shouldn't throughout the mm-hmm. season. So I think uh, when you look across the scope of the ACC. A lot of the teams like Miami and those that we thought were probably sure losses don't necessarily look like a sure loss right now. Um, we've got a uh, we've got a fighting chance in that, um, and so I think we're cautiously uh, still thinking we're trending towards that eight nine win mm-hmm. season. I don't know that we come into Clemson extremely high. I uh, I was talking to a, another NC State friend and I said. Um, I always think about uh, the NC State Clemson game being like the uh, Scott Tot episode of The Office. That, oh, uh, <laughs> that that it's great. You have to watch it because you're a true fan, but you just know how uncomfortable you're going to be the entire time. It's just even though you know what's coming, it's still just there's going to be a moment in that game where you just it makes you sick to your stomach. It happens that's, every time we play Clemson. That's that's amazing because that's. If those of you haven't watched The Office, that episode, um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but he promises uh, these young kids that he's supposed to like pay for their college, and he overpromises his um, his thing. And so that's what I'll leave you with. It's just it, it's that scenario, and honestly, it might be the like most brilliant, brilliantly awkward piece of like comedy TV. It's like a train wreck. Um, yeah, you just want to watch, but then you're like, it's it's. So that's very interesting I, that you that you view it like that. Or I that, probably that watched that episode ten times, and every time it just makes me like flinch. You know what's coming, but it still works. Like, yeah, it's secondhand awkward, and I had to watch that. I, I still can't watch the episode again. I've like watched yeah. it a couple times, <laughs> and I can't watch it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so high expectations. I mean, I would say like there's some like healthy expectations for an NC State team. Like in my brain. Like I had them before the season, I had them second in, in the Atlantic. I felt like mm-hmm. they were the best. I mean, you have some buzz around a BC or like some buzz around some other teams, but from, and honestly, I think NC state going into the season was a sneaky, good, like team that people were just giving enough credit for that. Right. There are a lot of pieces coming back and you have, you know, Dave Dorn's building some, some stuff there. And I think Devin Leary is really good and not giving enough. Like he just has gotten hurt. And so for me, it's just like, can right. NC State put all the pieces together? And what? so that's what makes this game intriguing for me is you're, you're having two teams trying to put pieces together. Right. And and I won't delusionally say that that Leary is this superstar quarterback yet. Um, he showed a lot of promise before he got hurt. And then I think even in the Mississippi State game, if, if you look back at that game, yeah, that we I bet you we play that team, that game 10 times. We maybe win seven out of ten. I feel like mm-hmm. on paper we're still probably the better team. But if you mm-hmm. watch that game, what happened is they ran the kickoff back for a touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Shell shocked us. Uh, we eventually drive back down. Uh, uh, Amezi makes an amazing catch. We get to the two-yard line. We are a, mm-hmm. a run-heavy team. We want to run. We want to run on the left side. We make no, like, 
no delusions about doing anything different. That is our desire to do as a football team. And the play calling, we did not run one time from the two-yard line. And on third down, we decided to throw it back to our second string running back and let him jump pass, which turned more into like, I'm just going to float it up here and somebody does it, which it gets intercepted. They touched him. We're down, what, 14-3 at half. Um, and then we're making a run again, and we fumble uh, – Our Bam Knight fumbles a uh, as we're driving. And it just basically – everything that could go wrong goes wrong. And I'll say that's one thing about Dorian. We at NC State, we like Dorian. He's a, he's a good guy. Like you talked about, uh, the, the Clemson mentality being the NC State mentality. Dorian's kind of that mentality. He's a very blue-collar guy. He drives a truck and listens to country music. We want to like him. The problem is anytime something goes wrong, it feels like we just implode. And we, we don't have – I don't know. Like, I feel like he coaches up efforts so much that there are times when things go bad, you need to rely on your technique, and we can mm. fall apart technically, miss tackles, do things like that. Um, and just get bad breaks that I think teams like Clemson in their past have been known for that one bad break. You know, the term years ago was Clemsoning. Well, that's long gone. Um, yeah. Because you learn how to push through those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say any road game um, in the ACC is tough, but when you have, it's these kind of games on the road are like, that's what, can, can, propels you from like a, a, a good team to like I'm pushing for a title and I feel like that's from my perspective it's like Dorn is like a good coach but it's trying to be like can we can you keep pushing up to the next level like I hear talk of like here these guys coming and then like I was I, I want to bring up a painful memory but I was at the the Clemson game that went into overtime and they missed the field goal you know and honestly I'm like oh, yeah. NC State, like that was that was it. But once you missed the field goal, I mean that was the year we won the national title. But it was seventeen seventeen had a field goal, to, you know, to win the to win the. Yeah. I mean, as a Clemson fan, that was a great memory for me because I literally had. It's literally like a jinx. I had a guy behind me videoing and being like ready to capture, like cheering for the Wolfpack, ready to be like the kick is good and he caught it on camera, and then you know Clemson goes on to win in overtime. But I feel like. It, it's it's coming. It's just interesting to see like is Dorian the is Dorian the guy to like to help them do that? And that's what I'm interested. That's what I'm interested to see. And um it's games like that that you have to 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 keep jumping on. And it's interesting because that's also what I've been hearing from the Clemson side is the effort has been really good so far this year, but it's when you have young guys pushing through the effort, you lose the technique. And that's where we've had some mistakes. And yeah, so yeah. It's just interesting to hear some similar storylines um, from that. So from, I, yeah, yeah. I'll I have say, to what tell do, about, uh, about that painful, the, ben Barr, the, the name we don't say around NC State still, um, the, the painful memory of that in our fantasy group as well is at the game and I'm texting him and he's going, I cannot believe you guys got us. And I'm going, I don't think you realize how bad our kicking woes have been. And he's going, dude, it's like a 27-yard field goal. How, how's that? Uh, it was, and I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, man. And he's like, dude, our kicker's worse than yours. Don't worry about it. I've got it. And he just takes back, sorry. And I'm like, yep, there, there it is. Right. 
I know. I mean, yeah. NC State fans, I'm sorry. I know it's painful. Um, just for the record, when I think of NC State, I think of the Taj, like the Taj board era. I think it was 2011, 2012. When we go to NC mm-hmm. State, we clinch the division title. We're going in there, and then we just get demolished, like 37 to mm-hmm. was it 37 10, 37 13. And I feel like we were just mm-hmm. every game in that was like we we're on the 15 our own 15 yard line and then we're throwing another interception being returned for a touchdown it just was like yeah it, it's just interesting how those kind of ones just stick so when i think of it's like playing nc state i still think of that game and just that yeah. feeling going into it I, I will say this though uh it's probably becoming more of a distant memory because dorian's never beat clemson am i am i wrong um i don't i don't think he's Beat you guys because I don't think our only what two ranked wins that he's had in his entire tenure there, which is this is his ninth year, were against Florida State and Louisville when they were ranked. I and think that was in I think, 2017. I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was I was in college at the time, but yeah, I think you're right because I think that there was a stat that Dabo is 31 and two in the state of North Carolina. Um, <laughs> in his tenure. And it was like one time he lost to uh, North Carolina on the road the year before. And then 2011 losing to Tennessee state. And I think Doran's been there for what, eight years, nine years. This is his ninth. Like yeah. This ninth year, which is crazy. I don't feel, I don't, I still don't feel like he's been there that long, but it, I guess it, does. it, it, as a state fan, it, it at times does feel like he's been there that long. <laughs> <laughs> the what, the what, well, yeah, I, I, I wrote down because I was like, I want to get this right. His ACC record is twenty-eight and thirty-eight. Wow! Yeah, I, so, I would have not. Th- I know. I would have. I thought that. Um, well, he he has done a good job of front-loading the schedule with easy wins, so that we consistently. Because he's only had two losing seasons: his first and what two years ago when uh, everybody on the team got hurt. We were playing with the what third and six DB. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just one thing after another happened. Um, so I think those are his only two losing seasons, but his ACC record had still been pretty rough. Yeah, and, and I would say, too, what's hard – this is my preference. Is I wish the ACC would consider um, either getting rid of divisions or just rethinking how we go about this because mm. – you know, I think that's been the ACC's problem. And before we get, I mean, obviously I want to talk about the game, but just from a yeah. bigger picture standpoint, you have a problem of where you're trying to build up the conference, but mm. I feel like you have, it's, it's very one-sided heavy. So you had for a long time, it was Florida state was a strong team. And then, yeah. you know, Clemson has gone on this run that I'm, I don't want to take for granted because it's not, these kind of things don't no, always happen. No. It, yeah. And just earned, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And just enjoy it. But then recognize that, for the for the league to be better, we need somebody else. We need more teams to step up. And it's like North Carolina shows some promise, but then they fall apart. And then Miami, we keep hearing about is coming, but then they never actually have come through yet. And then Virginia Tech has been very wavery. And so, but then they've always been on the coastal. And but then no one from the coastal's ever been really ever to, to do it. So unfortunately for NC State, they've just been you've unfortunately had to watch Florida State through some good years and then Clemson through the well, best years in their history, you know, but, but let's, let's even talk back when Florida state was great. Um, NC state was until Clemson went on this run, the team to beat Florida state the most of any other ACC team. Yes. No, no. Um, I mean, it was, that game we, was a huge game. I remember back, uh, 
back years ago when when like Tory Holt was there. Um, oh and yeah. We we had uh, Florida State came to Raleigh, number two. We beat them. The next week, the Donovan McNabb Syracuse came to Raleigh before they were in the ACC, and we beat them. And then later in that season, there was like a, or it might not, it might have been the next season. There's like a 14th ranked Georgia Tech that comes and beats them. Like it was a history of us being the giant killer, and that mm-hmm. has shifted, and we're consistent, but we're not the giant killer anymore. Yeah, and I, I think I think there's a huge opportunity here on Saturday. You know, um, so that would be really interesting to see how that how that kind of plays out. Um, but just uh, for me, I would personally love. I'd be curious to see if the ACC went away from divisions like they did last year and kind of rotate through some more teams. And then you have we have some of the ranked teams, but just I feel like you could get some more. You might be able to get some more parity that way. That's just my that's my preference. I absolutely. But. I mean, yeah, the Coastal's what not had a repeat winner. In eight four. years. Yeah. So there are seven, like, there are seven teams just for y'all don't know. There are seven teams in the, in the coastal each for every year. There's a different winner. And then last year, yeah. you think you might get a, a repeat winner. Notre Dame joins the conference for that one year. And then they're the one to go play Clemson. So there's been, you could say yeah. eight different representatives. So I don't know. I just would love to play some different also just have yeah, that. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Hey, and, um, and as, as an NC state fan, uh, North Carolina not getting the hype when at an eight and four win season last year, just like NC State did, seven and three in the ACC, just like NC State, go to the title game, come in top ten. A lot of that is because hey, top ten. I mean, uh, they went to the ACC championship game. Yeah, I mean it helps, and you know you have like you know a guy like a Mac Brown who's a good coach, but he has some pedigree, but. You know, when you pointed out, I didn't like I knew that, but then when you were like texting me about it earlier in the season, I was like, I didn't realize that both schools came in with the same record. And you could argue yeah. that really you could be like, maybe they had the same hype coming in. But I know Howell's been in, in that offense was the much more talked about um, offense. Oh, yeah. So, well, and how was how is great? How is great? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to discredit that. It's just interesting how. You know, in narratives, how um, there are some teams that can fly a little more under the radar, and then there's some who just do some big memories that kind of last that last on more in our memory. Um, right. So, talking to the game, we've got two uh, two and one teams. It's a three thirty game at NC State, mm-hmm. uh, and Clemson's a ten point favorite. But it's been a long time since Clemson. I, this sounds really bad, but just talking about the stats, this it's been a long time since Clemson's been only a ten point favorite. So, Absolutely. and after last week, after last week, so from, from my perspective, last week, we're 28 point favorite against Georgia Tech. The past mm-hmm. two years, we scored like 50 something points. And then we scored 70 points last year. And then we won 14 yeah. to eight, having to defend on the goal line against a team that ran yeah. the option three years ago. And Georgia Tech in the past, before these past two years has been a thorn in our side kind of a team, but yeah. It's just a very interesting matchup. And so I guess what, what do you having, you know, you talked about the Mississippi, Mississippi state game and then, but you've had some also some other, you beat South Florida and you beat Furman. So you've had some bounce back, you know, games getting to play. Yeah. What are you most interested to watch in this game? Like, what are you most interested, like interested in focusing on? I think that NC state's defense um, has been, as is as we expected uh, up to this point. I mean, we get we we 
we blanked South Florida, 24 points against Mississippi State, but they ran a touchdown back. Um, and then we gave up a, a touchdown to Furman with our third and guys in. And so sure. I think our defense has looked really good and really fast, which is something that we haven't said in a while about NC State's defense. Um, now, we did lose uh, a two pretty influential players in uh, – and Peyton Wilson, who is just our workhorse. I mean, the dude tackles everything that's alive for us. He has been, but mm-hmm. he has consistently battled injuries. And with with all the injuries he's had, who knows if he'll ever suit up for NC State again. Um, he is such a good player, but he's one of those kids who plays so hard, he consistently gets hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And then we lost another uh, uh, Florida State transfer safety who had been a really good player for us up to this point. But with that being said – the positions we lost them in were probably two of the positions we could afford to lose them in because we've got some decent guys playing those positions. Um, so we've got uh, extremely athletic linebacker and we've got a faster secondary than we've had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we moved to that, uh, that what, three, three, five uh, defensive mm-hmm. structure. Um, mm-hmm. So we haven't gotten, we don't get a ton of pressure on the quarterback or we don't get a ton of sacks, I should say. Like uh, we would think we would want to, but our run, we've stopped the run really well and we've done enough to uh, make it harder for the teams we've played thus far to actually throw the ball effectively. We, I think that that is a problem we could give Clemson based on watching them so far. As long as our defense looks as fast as they have against a team that is as fast as Clemson. Defensively, I think we could hold them below what we've held them in past. Yeah, I think it's on paper to be a close game. I think I I see this being like a touchdown spread kind of a game just because you have two teams. Like defensively, it's interesting because Clemson had switched to a 3-3-5 um, a couple of years ago, we've kind of gone, we, we kind of are in this like hybrid based on the year. Mm-hmm. But the idea, for, if you haven't heard of that, it just basically means you have three down linemen and then you have uh, like three linebackers. And the idea is that the D linemen take up the space and it lets your playmakers on the outside do the work. And as mm-hmm. you guys have had some too, and unfortunately for, I, I hate for a guy like Wilson to be hurt because you never want to see a guy like that. Like you want to, you want to play people at their best strength. Like I want to yeah, play yeah. people. Um, and like to see them play. But the idea is you let them make plays on the outside, and you might not get as much pressure, but the idea is it's much more of a containing kind of defense. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say, like, it's going to make it really interesting because, I mean, right now the problem for Clemson is we can't – we're not getting as much of a push on the line as you would want. And so mm-hmm. hate to see him hurt, but it helps us not having to worry about a guy like a Pey- Peyton Wilson as much because – we're already having a hard enough time getting a push as it is. So it's interesting because some of the narratives, like we hadn't talked about this before we got on, but some of the narratives, like we lost a couple people too this week. I don't know if you heard about this, but mm. we lost Tyler Davis, who's our defensive tackle, who's really good. Um, mm. But he just he just keeps getting hurt. And now he has to have surgery to be out for a couple months. And then we lost Lynn J. Dixon, who was supposed to be our incumbent running back to re- replace Travis Etienne. But then he's gotten beaten out by – Will Shipley and Kobe Pace. Shipley's the really good freshman, and Shipley's going to oh, be. We know player. all about Shipley, at and NC I know State. that's a whole that's a whole 
that's another t- that's another subject we can get into because that's a very that's another intriguing piece of this. But Dixon now is transferring out, mm. and so, but I would say he wasn't supposed to be. He wasn't kind of the starter anyway, and he'd been having some. It seemed like he and the coaching staff were having a harder time, like like them trusting that he would you know do what he was supposed to do, kind of thing. Mm. So it's interesting. But D line, I would probably say it's our strongest point mm-hmm. of the of the team so you hate to lose a guy like that but you have pieces in there but since we brought it up will shipley's a big a big piece about this because his whole family went to nc state and i've heard yeah. st- uh, he he said apparently there are some family members who pre-bought nc state jerseys with his name on it before he announced mm-hmm. and then he goes to clemson mm-hmm. so i mean yeah and and you know dorian's whole uh like mantra he's had is we're going to build that wall. We're going to win the state. We're going to get all the top tier recruits from North Carolina. We've got one that has a legacy, you know, who knows how true this is, but NC state fans say Will Shipley hasn't missed an NC state game in the last 15 years of his life. Um, And then he goes to Clemson. Uh, So yeah, we want to see how well he performs against us. And I can promise you, we want him to uh, not have his best game. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another interesting storyline. And it just so happens to be the week that he is officially named the starter. Right. So, I mean, I mean, he was definitely, the, I would say, one of the better players last week, had two touchdowns. And so, yeah, it's another, I mean, he was like, it was, it's, it's interesting. Just we get to hear some like from um, Clemson, the area, hear them do some different radio spots. And he was like, he was describing that it, it 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 took some family members a couple little bit of time to get used to him going to, yeah. to Clemson. But I mean, they're supporting him now, of course. But it's it's there, and there's the family stuff's real. And I'll be really interested to see because we we need him to to be ready to go. We don't want him to be nervous being playing in front of you know the hometown fans. You know. Oh, I'm sure you know as someone who uh, plays against a team that might have ill feelings. I, there's a little more juice in the tank than normal. I don't think he's going to be so nervous as much. He may he may overjuke, overdo something like that, trying to look too flashy. Right. But I don't imagine he's going to be uh, right. timid. So. No, no, no. I, it's going to be – there's going to be some – I'd imagine – I don't know if there's going to be some chippiness, but there'll be some extra some extra thump coming into this game. It's going to be really interesting. Oh, yeah. um, what What matchup do you think – from your perspective, like how do you feel about like offense going against our defense? Like, what are you looking to exploit or like, what are you looking to watch? And then like from defense, like, what would you, how would you approach trying to like this game from, from an NC state fan? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, we want to run on the left side. Um, we, we have a left tackle who is going to be a high draft pick. The dude is just a guy that likes to run over people. And he loves to leave the box field. Just what he does. I mean, it, our, our coach gives syrup out to the pancake blocks and the left guard and the left tackle consistently get like the, the left guard this week got like 10 things of uh, syrup because he had 10 pancake blocks. Like he, those guys That's just amazing. love hitting people. Um, and so um, I'm really curious to see if he can truly going up against this talent create the lanes because I think Bam can run. Um, oh, yeah. You guys, if, if the line can give him space. Um, now, the other thing I'm interested in is our wide receivers have not had much separation 
up to this season. Uh, we're a bunch of big receivers. Um, I mean, Amezi is a good receiver. He's got yeah. decent hands, but he doesn't separate. Um, and then we got Carter, who at times feels like he's wearing oven mitts. Um, but we just don't have receivers that separate. Now, we've got young speed, but those haven't played much. Um, we've got mm-hmm. Thomas that's going to run the slot. Hopefully he can get open, move the chains a little bit. But I want to see if our receivers can actually get open enough for and, – and two, Leary has missed a bunch of deep passes. If uh, Leary can actually hit those guys, if he's shake, shaking the rust off to this point and, and do it. I'm really curious to see if Leary can throw for 200 yards on you guys. Yeah. I think um, – I definitely think if you can establish the – the run game, I think, is the key from mm-hmm. this offense. I mean, clearly, I mean, it's always about the game in the trenches, but I think even more so as we're talking about it, it just, I think that's the game right there. I think, I mean, for Clemson fan, offensive line is like the big circle, like, can we get a push? And defensively, I we feel really great about, it's one of the better line um, defenses we've had in a while, but we also haven't been like super, I want to say super tested yet either. You know, he have Georgia, right. but they're not, they're more control and trying to be methodical down the field. You have Georgia tech. Who's a little bit trying to be flashy, but they're still rebuilding some. And I'll say this will be a good test to see how we're doing yeah. against a, against a good offensive line. Bam Knight, he can run the ball. And I would say if, if we can contain the line of scrimmage a little bit and, and make, you know, make them two and three yard gains and not five, six, seven, you know? And so it's not it, it can, controlling that is bigger because I think once you get to the second level, I think the speed works in y'all's favor. And then you can start in. The, I think if you can do that as an offense, you have a lot more to play with versus like, if you can force third and longs and it's a little bit easier because you have, a, I, I really like our corner, um, Andrew Booth. And if you can shut that mm. down, but it'd be interesting to see how, our secondary plays against some of the other younger guys. Um, so it'll be very interesting because I think Leary is underrated and it'll be interesting to see how he does versus a Brent Venables defense um, and how we try to scheme working against him. So yeah. Um, when I'm I very think int- yeah. He's, he's going to have limited opportunities that he's had in the other games. And like in the Mississippi state game, there were two balls where, the the receiver got behind the defense and I mean he had five yards to play and both times he overthrew the the receiver by six or seven yards it felt like I mean just well overthrew him because the dude's got a cannon I mean he he's got arm strength for days it's just he doesn't quite have the accuracy yet uh he's not going to have the opportunity to consistently miss his three deep balls he gets a game and us beat a team like Clemson yeah I mean, I, I think that's 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 another key for me is which which offense can take advantage of the opportunities they're given on defense by the defense because whoever does that better, um, and plays a little more fluid, I think is the team. I think is the team who win, who wins because you have then from I can talk about the Clemson offense. I mean, the defense. I think that's the that's the key, but the offense we have to get some kind of push, man. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we. We haven't talked about the Georgia Tech game from us, but we literally like fumbled the ball on our own like one yard line because we were not going under center. And that's been a whole controversy this week for for us. But we can't get a push. 
Like right. when they know we're trying to run out the middle and like, we just can't get the push and, and Clemson and, and pass may have seemed like a passing offense first, but I would say the run game like that is, is the more important piece in getting the offense going because us missing Travis Etienne, I think is a bigger factor than people realized. And oh, absolutely. And so if Shipley can get his feet under him and we can use him in the passing game and we can like use space, then I think that's what it's just not consistent. And I think the thing is you don't want as an offense to get down behind early against a team like NC state who feeds off that momentum. And then you're trying to press on the road. That's not what you want to do. So if we can, if we can establish some running game, even just like you're going to see a lot of quarterback run, I think from DJ, you're going to see a lot of, even if it's just little stuff, just keeping people honest. And if we can control the middle of the field, I think that is, those are the two keys for me. If we can actually Mm -hmm. take some deeper shots, because otherwise you're stopping one side of the ball and you're playing people in like in a little box versus like getting to use the whole field. Well, and, and I would say too, in, in the NC state perspective, um, you're talking about getting that push, and I think it's going to come down to our linebacker play. I think that uh, Drake Thomas is probably the smartest football player we have on the team. He reads defenses really well. He's not the epic freak Peyton Wilson was, but he is a really mm-hmm. smart linebacker. Mm-hmm. I remember Clemson back in the day. I mean, they won national titles because they had a really smart guy kind of playing quarterback on the defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we have Isaiah Moore, who's also a high IQ football guy who works hard. And then on the other side, we just have another one of those athletes that hopefully he comes into his own, but he's replacing Wilson. Um, are those guys as smart and as quick to the ball as they're going to need to be against a team like Clemson? We'll, we'll find out this week. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of it is there, there are some questions that we're, we're going into it and you just have to see how it kind of goes. But yeah, I think, I think the linebacking play linebacker play will be really interesting um to go into so um all right so as we're approaching the end of this um do you have any like final thoughts and then do you have a score prediction that you want to go with final thoughts is uh it's a whole lot more fun for the acc when uh clemson and nc state games are close it may be a little more uh heart-wrenching for nc state fans as of late but here's hoping we get back to some of those 38 to 31 games, those overtime games like we had, and less of what we've seen the last two couple of years. Uh, it's, been, it's been bad lately. Um, so hoping that. Uh, in terms of prediction, I'm feeling like it's probably something like a 28-17 Clemson win. Um, I think that it's close. Um, I think we do too much. You guys go up by a touchdown, 10 points. We try to do too much and uh, kind of self-implode with a pick or a fumble or something like that. And you guys are able to kind of seal the game at the end. And we don't really have a fighting chance to come back. That's how I see it playing out. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's fair. Um, I think that's really fair. And I think, I, I think it's good too, when you have matchups like this for the ACC, I want to see, like I want to see NC State do well because I think it's always good for I love seeing when NC State's going well because I want to I want to play people and I want to play like when you have a like two states that match each other we're fighting for a lot of the same recruits and it yeah. just makes it fun you know and so I think 
I think it's there and, and it's exciting to watch teams like build. And I'm, um, so it's fun to get to talk just from that perspective. Uh, for me, I, I think, I think defenses are strong and I see the game being, like I said, which offense can avoid the mistakes. Clemson's uh, I think had 13 fumbles and only lost two of them this year. So, which is a crazy stat because it hasn't been something we've struggled with as much. I was hearing today on um, on the Roar radio station, and just that stat's pretty crazy. So, if we can limit the turnovers and maybe for I mean, whoever wins the turnover game, obviously, but whoever offense can can take advantage of those opportunities, I think is what's there. I think the offense is still working through a lot of stuff. I'll be interested to see if they put Justin Ross in the slot or not. But I'm gonna go. Man, I'm gonna go 21-17, Clemson. Um, I think it's there, but I think there's there's just still more to do. And I think it's gonna be really tight. I think it's gonna be one of those good, really tight games that we're both gonna be our hearts gonna be racing like the whole oh, afternoon. Yeah. yeah, on the end of our seats, we're <laughs> probably talking about the game. So, but I mean, I I, I got I gotta pick my team. So it and yeah. it's a bittersweet pill to swallow, but. From my understanding, had we not lost to Mississippi State, it would have been the game day location. Um, that's what that's what state fans are saying. Of course, that's probably wish king. But um, I think it's good for us that it's not because whenever that much hype comes in, we do not respond very well. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been surprised just because of an opportunity to cover an ACC like that matchup would been would have been really fun. But it's, I mean, obviously of course you, you wish, wish for that, but there's still a lot to play for. So who oh, knows? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, it's still but, that three thirty game that, that everybody's watching. So yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on and for taking the time just to talk a little bit of football. And I'm excited to, to be, I'll be glued to the TV three thirty this after uh, Saturday afternoon, hoping cheering on the Tigers. So, but thank you so much for being on. Yeah, glad to be here. Good talking with you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for listening. Remember to like and subscribe the podcast. Share with any friends that um, might be interested. So, thanks for listening. And for now, we are signing off. <laughs>